This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Ness, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Justin. What's up, man? You like that epic intro music we got going in tonight? It's quite epic, I'll say that. I yeah. sure liked it. Oh, hey, Jay-Z. What's up? Hey, and I'm here. I feel a little bit left out. The, the listeners aren't watching video, but uh, I feel left out. We got two cat guys on the show, and then here yeah. I am. I got no animals. <laughs> no cat. They're both in the shot, too. Kind yeah. of. He's... It's funny. Anytime he hears me like start recording for like a video or whatever, he'll always come and like sit in the shot with me or something. He'll always well, just dart towards me. So. That's the funny thing about animals. Like, right, you get on the phone, like you got a dog mm. or, or a cat, you get on the phone or something, and they think they don't understand the concept of the phone, of course. So they just think you're talking to them. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, hey, I'm right here. Wait, what are you saying? What do you need? Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I have a friend. I talked to him on the phone, and he has German Shepherd. And uh, every time I get on the phone with him, here comes the squeaky toy. <laughs> yep, the dog brings the squeaky toy to him. It's like, oh, 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 you talking to me? Did you say you something mean, about playing? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that's good. Tonight we're talking about uh, Dragon Warrior for the NES. Um, probably. Pretty iconic. Um, so we had to bring Jay Z on because we actually need somebody oh, yeah. who, can, who can talk about the game because Jess and I are <laughs> probably going to have absolutely nothing to say, to be perfectly honest. But uh, yeah, we want to do it justice. So uh, we got to, Jess and I may have to uh, step back and accept defeat a little bit. I mean, not, not that we don't, we can't say anything about it, but you know. Uh, it's yeah, a you can play off of what I've got to say about it, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, before we get started, this may be, uh, Justin, this may be the last week or the last episode of our promo, uh, and I'm curious how your, how you, how's your hair, how's your hair treating you right now? Well, the, uh, if you're talking about Manscaped, well, I am, let me I'm tell talking you, about I uh, uh, got it out the other day, gave basically the full upper body treatment to myself. Okay. And let me tell you, just uh, high quality that with 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 that shave, it was okay. uh, quite impressive. How about by you? You by saying the, the, the full upper body treatment, do you mean like you didn't shave your feet or anything? No feet or legs. Okay. I kept the legs hairy. Okay. Yeah, we'll people. see. You know, maybe I'll trim those when when it gets more into the warmer weather, and I'm going to be you know swimming and cut down on my speed. Yeah. So. <laughs> cut down on your speed like you need to slow down because you're so the hair makes you so fast right right no exactly. uh yeah no i'm good i'm it's like i said it's my it's my razor now I'm, i've been using it i'm ho- hopeful i'm hoping the listeners out there are using the promo code two dudes getting their 20 percent right. off and free shipping because if they don't and manscape asks for this thing back i'm going to be very upset because I don't think they'll. I, I may yeah. have to buy. I may have to pay for it. I don't know. Yeah, Surely they honestly, won't ask for it back after what I've done with it. 
over the past few times you guys have been talking about it, I'm like, man, I should actually get this. It sounds pretty good. So I, I didn't, I wasn't obviously listening carefully enough, but there's a promo code. So I'm going to definitely uh, use that. That sounds, that sounds good. I'm, I'm convinced you, you guys have convinced me. So I, it, it, right. it is, it is actually pretty good. And that makes sense that they would uh, campaign this way because uh, yeah, if you got a good product, you're that, then you, you're going to send it to people and they're going to brag about it. Now I imagine, oh, yeah. you know, Bix not out sending razors. What does that take? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But anyway, so uh, Justin, what is the reminder by again? If you can, the uh, promo. That's right. So it's time to take care of yourself. To go to manscaped.com and get twenty percent and free shipping with code Two Dudes. That's get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Two Dudes at manscaped.com. And unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah. All right, cool. I've got, um, so obviously, um, just in case we run out of content, I brought a few tangents with me. <laughs> don't, I don't want to start off with tangents, though. I think we should go ahead and kick into this. I'm hoping, um, well, we'll talk about it here in just a second. Let's go to, let's go to the historical tidbits and, tangents and uh, history and stuff. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. So as we always do with the guests, I have a <laughs> quiz game. Oh boy. Okay. All now, right. now listen, what I, what I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty excited actually. Uh, Cause what I was going to say is I studied for this one. Uh-oh. Uh oh! Because I knew Jay Z was gonna he's he's got he's got the he's got the goods. I do so, have the knowledge, so we'll see. I I didn't study. Uh, I should have probably, but I, I know a lot of things. So I'm I'm curious to see if it'll be like stuff that's actually related to it, or if it's just like tangentially related. Because then it'll well, be like you know. <laughs> yeah, if I know if I know Justin well enough, uh, don't expect too much direct uh, game. Mm-hmm. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm worried because I'm like, maybe it'll be something I don't actually know. There's, uh, there's, there's some, there's some involvement in some of the questions about the game. Okay, that's okay. All right, let's see what happens. Yep. All right. So as we, just to remind the listeners at home, I know you two know the game rules uh, explicitly. Basically, there's five questions. Each question has multiple choice answers. I'll read the question. They can buzz in at any time by saying their name and when they buzz in they do not get the answer choices read as they will have to just guess at that point um, or they can wait until all the answer choices are read to answer the question all right so we're going to start off this is this is like fastball down the middle throwing an 80 mile just meatball down the middle okay Okay. so let's see if you guys can get this one okay all right this game is the initial in a series of games released initially in Japan under what name? Mike. Oh, I Mike. Should. Dragon Quest. That's right. Oh, man. So there, you really should have gone for that one. You said, you said it was there a fastball. You were right. Yeah. It was, it was, like I said, it's the meatball down the middle. Nothing fancy. No, no run, curves. Baby. All right. So it's Mike up one to nothing. So this game was developed by a company by the name of Chunsoft. 
who uh, published the game with the with the company um, called Enix, which would later become quite famous. Uh, who started as a tabloid magazine company specializing in advertising what? Is it A, cars, B, toys, C, real estate, or D, trading cards? Mike. Mike. Trading cards. It is not trading cards. All right, so Jay-Z, what did Enix get its start as as a company the tabloid magazine company specializing in advertising. Um, toy? It is not toys. So, Mike, okay. you get one more shot. One more shot to... Uh, so it's either real estate or... What's that one? Cars. Cars. Ja- really? It's Japan. Japan, I wouldn't say cars, but... Uh, real estate. We'll go real estate. Mm-hmm. All right, you are correct. So yeah. you're at two to nothing. So Enix That's was founded obscure. on September 22, 1975, as I'm going to butcher this name, Idanshu Boshu Service Center by Japanese architect turned entrepreneur Yashiri uh, Yasahiro Fukushima. Uh, the company initially published tabloids that advertised real estate. Interesting. Right. I feel like I remember hearing that somewhere. <laughs> All right, so question number three. Chunsoft was founded by Kochi Nakamura, who was also integral in the development of this game or was the director of this game. What club was he involved in during high school? <laughs> was it A, the Glee Club? B, the Chess Club? C, the Science Club? Or D, the math club. What? First Z. of all, oh, go ahead. That's, uh, I'm going to say it's B, the not, the the chess club. It is not right? chess. Chess okay. seemed too, it seemed too obvious. Too uh, obvious. Okay. Yeah. It seemed too obvious. All to right. Me. Well, there you go. I helped you out a little bit. I narrowed uh, it down. Okay. First of all, why, Justin? And second of all, like, where, <laughs> where do you even find this information? Seriously. Uh, Okay, give me the cho- can you give me the choices one more time? All right, so we got A, the Glee Club, B, the Chess Club, C, the Science Club, D, the Math Club. It can't be Glee Club. It has to be Science or Math. I, honestly, I would have thought Chess Club too if it wasn't so, didn't seem so obvious making it an RPG. Uh, I'm going to say there's a lot of stats in RPGs. So I'm going to go with the Math Club. It was the Math Club. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> the question number. So, Mike, you basically won at yeah. this point. You've got all three questions, the first three I'm, questions. I'm very surprised, actually. You, you just wait for Dragon yeah. Warrior 2. I'll get you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> study next time. Well, so, the study uh, didn't help, by the way, other than the first answer. It, I, like, I didn't know I had to study the, the guy's high school career. That he created. <laughs> no, yeah, right? <laughs> How was I supposed to know that? <laughs> Question number four. Why did they change the name to Dragon Warrior? Oh, Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z? Uh, well, it's because there was a, um, like a Dungeons & Dragons uh, campaign that was of the same, that sort of game. I don't, it wasn't necessarily Dungeons & Dragons, but it was of that style of game that was of, um, it had that same name, Dragon Quest, so they had to change it to Dragon Warrior. 
I'll, I'll give you that because it's basically okay. the the answer choice was to uh, the answer is to avoid copyright infringement, and basically right, there was, right. was a pen and paper RPG. That's like a what I was trying RPG, to say. <laughs> that was released and was went by the name Dragon Quest, so they didn't want to, they wanted to avoid copyright infringement. So uh, my answer choices for these I thought were kind of funny. Choice A was they thought it was lame. <laughs> um, and then, but anyway. Um, so, okay, Jay-Z on the board, three to one. <laughs> question number five, and the final question, it will round out with some, with some history on this game. What game, so the, the game was, um, the two big developers of this game were Yuji Hori and Koichi Nakamura. First worked on uh, first worked on a game for Enix, and be- which became the quote unquote proving Dragon Quest. What was the name of that game? Was it A. Door Door, B. Love Match Tennis, C. Portopia Serial Murder Case, or D. Zork? Mike Zork sounds like a Zork thing. No, it's not Zork. I think it's B. B is not the correct answer. Ah, oh, dang it. Don't tell me it's tennis because I'm, I will slap you for the stupidness of this well, entire that's what, quiz. That's what I guess. Crazy guess was tennis. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so you've got either Door Door or Protopia Serial Murder Case. I like the Serial Murder Case then. That sounds fun. That was actually the first game that they worked on together. <sighs> Man. So, um, so interesting how this game kind of came about and how these guys kind of started working together. Um, so as I mentioned, Enix had, had switched over. They, they weren't making do it very well with their tabloid magazine real estate. So what they did was this, uh, um, Fukushima basically decided he wanted to get into software development game. And so he, they basically Enix held a contest, and the contest was see who could make the best program, the best game. And so the winner of that contest was Yuji Hori, who was one of the developers of the game, and uh, the runner-up was Koichi Nakamura, um, who was the uh, also worked on this game as I mentioned, and. Uh, Yuji Hori was actually the one that created the game Love Match Tennis, which was the one that won the contest. And then, he knew that was real. Yeah, and then Door Door was the game that uh, Nakamura had uh, developed. So basically, they both kind of went to work and, and worked on this game with Enix called Portopia, the serial murder case game. Uh, both of them were really into RPGs, and in fact, they had actually ran into this RPG called Wizardry um, at, a, at a PC gaming show. And they also they they basically claimed that was a big um, factor of where where they to go, what made them inspire them, G's as well as the game Ultima. But it what was interesting is that they thought that. Right about the time, Super Mario Brothers was very popular, and so they thought, 
with the simplicity of Super Mario Brothers, they were worried that games like Wizardry that and and those games were a little bit too complex. So they they basically, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of dumbed it down a little bit. Um, and plus, they had to because of the constraints. Because most of these RPGs in those days were were based on uh, computer PC, so no longer you had the keyboard, you had a controller with only two buttons, so they had to simplify the game. Um, but then, you know, who they got for the help with developing the game was also fairly interesting. Um, and this could have been a, a quiz uh, quiz question, but I felt like it was just too on the nose uh, um, for uh, quiz. I, I needed something more obscure like high school clubs things to ask about but the artist for the game uh they recruited akira toriyama who uh basically um was very was working on a magma at that time which jay-z or you know um Mm -hmm. i probably know too uh the creator of dragon ball oh yeah i didn't actually i didn't know that that's I knew that name too. Yeah, so and he, he yeah, continues yeah. Dragon Warrior uh, for the continuing series. So uh, it's the same guy that kind of did the the art for both Dragon Ball huh. series. So in the, anyway, in the later game in eight, they they look very like it's a PS2 game, so it looks very similar to that style, and he actually goes like Super Saiyan or whatever, sort of. So, like, people know that, like, now, that they're like, oh, it's just like Dragon Ball or whatever, and it's like, okay. So, but, you know, yeah. he's been doing it since the beginning, so. Which is cool. The art style is really cool. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. One, interesting. one last bit of, of, of trivia, that there's a lot out there in this game, so I've kind of Uh, You know, said a lot, but the one more interesting thing that I did want to bring out is this was very popular. Dragon Ball popular. Japan actually sold two million copies like within the first like year. So it was pretty pretty crazy how popular Famicom when they released in the United States. It was not as popular at first in regards to sales. It was a little more pricey of a game compared to the games at the time. It had a battery, the password, uh, so that was one of the cost issues. But the but what they actually did was they gave this game away for free. Do you know what what they uh, like? Do you know what they? It was Nintendo Power. How you got this game for free? Yeah. Yes. A year subscription, twenty dollars for a year subscription to Nintendo Power, and you got this game for free. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's how it kind of got on a lot of people. So that was a that was that's a crazy little scheme, actually. There, I, yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, that's a pretty unique story. <clears throat> but I'll tell you what I want to know is: is that how you got the cart? Did you get the free Nintendo Power version? Good question. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Well, I'll tell you what, Justin. That in the, that in the biz. Leveled up. Segway. That's yeah. a segue right there. Hey, I, honestly, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, 
I kind of laid you up. I, I knew that you would take that layup and run with it and segue us. And so I kind of, I mean, <laughs> that was a team effort. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm being, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm going to toot my own horn too, you know. That's yeah. good. <clears throat> uh, Very anyways, clean. <laughs> yeah. And now we, now that we bragged about it, it's no longer like, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> yeah, no longer seamless, right? right? <laughs> there goes the seamless right. segue. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what. Um, I, uh, I did not subscribe to Nintendo Power when I was a kid. I was always jealous of, of the cool kids who got to subscribe to Nintendo Power, especially the ones who got this game. Um, but I, I subscribed to a few magazines, uh, you know, uh, Home and Garden, um, I think, uh, you know, Better Housekeeping. And uh, Nintendo Power wasn't the only one that gave this game away. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't remember. I think it was, um, I think it was Better Homes. One of those, I was really into home magazines when I was a kid, uh, apparently. Or carpentry. Yeah, carpentry. Yeah. Carpentry. Yeah. yeah. Or woodworking. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Sports Illustrator. I didn't get that one either. It wasn't like one of the ones that would actually make sense for a young boy to right. subscribe to. It was, it was one that made no sense. Uh, yeah, and they sent the game with it. They used to send the game out with those, those magazines too. Uh, Reader's Digest. I think Actually, I think it was Reader's Digest. It came with Reader's Digest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's how that's how I got the game. Uh, no, honestly, this game was, um, uh, as you guys can attest to, this game was abundant. I mean, I saw it everywhere. Is that every yeah. rental, every rental store, uh, every like every shop? It was all over the place. And eventually, and it it was pretty cheap, pretty fast, if I recall. So I, I mean, I just picked it up. I think I at one point I probably had like three or four copies of it. Uh, I think I've only got the one now, but yeah, it was just. This game was everywhere, and it was not hard to get a hold of. It was not very expensive. I don't know what it goes for now, but I, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Uh, but no, I just, I just, I don't even remember where I picked it up. I've, I've had, it's just, it's just like I said, it's so, it was so easy to come by. Um, but Jay Z looks like he's got about seven or eight copies himself, and <laughs> one for sure complete in box copy. I see. So, and a yeah. Japanese copy, and I would like to hear some of his stories. I have. Three complete copies. Uh, I have the American Dragon Warrior on the NES there, complete in box. I have the Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 for Game Boy Color, which that's the one I want to talk about here in a second. And then I have this one uh, that's a complete in box Famicom version that my friend got me from Japan when he was living there. So um, I, I, I do remember getting... Oh, what's that? Oh, no, I was just going to stop real quick before you get into your story about, and I know this is kind of out sure. of order, but I just want to comment uh, since we're talking about the complete in box copies, every single one, this is, it's pretty rare, but every box copy has really cool box art. Like the American one actually has cool box art, which is unusual. The Japanese one has awesome box yeah. art. Um, it's just kind of shocking to me because normally the Japanese one has really cool box art and then the American one gets, gets the shaft. And they're all, like different box art too so like the japanese one is obviously the akira toriyama artwork but the american one is like a whole different artwork that they probably are like oh well americans want this like cool looking you know i mean that is awesome i mean look at that that's great but uh so this copy you can see there i got it well no you can't really see there it's actually the lights uh i got it for 35 dollars. this was at uh portland retro gaming expo the last one i went to and 2018 when i finished my set i got that uh with the like abundance of extra money i brought because i was like i need like 20 games or something um 
and I just like had a bunch of money left over after I bought all of the games. And I'm like, well, let's just go wild. I'm going to get Dragon Warrior in box, especially for thirty five dollars. Why would you not? You know, like that's, you know, so um, but that's not really, you know, that crazy or special. I mean, it's kind of cool, but um, the one that really means something to me is this uh, Dragon Warrior one and two here. Now, back in the day, uh, my brother had all of our he's my older brother. He had all of the game consoles, essentially, like that I would play on. So I had some PlayStation games and whatnot uh, that I would play on his console. But I never had a system of my own until I got a Game Boy Color in uh, 2000, like 2000, probably 2000 or 2001. It was like um, one of my birthdays then and you know my birthday's in the summer or whatever and i remember my mom uh came came home and she like gave me my my game boy color like early it was like a week early for my birthday or something i should have brought it down it's it's a really cool very like limited rare uh pikachu pichu silver game boy color um i don't have the original one anymore but i still have the box from when i was a kid um and of course, the first game I got with it was Pokemon. Well, you know, I love Pokemon Red. That was uh, that. So we went to games, etc. Video games, etc. That's a store we have around here. Uh, you can't you can't see the sticker, of course. But um, and then I was looking at other games and I looked at this one and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And uh, they had like a little thing where you set it up, you know, so you could play it. So on this one, there's like an intro to like an intro cutscene. So I like watched through that and then I like set up for a second and then you got to talk to the king or whatever. And my mom's like, OK, do you want to get this or not? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like walking around the little room with the king and I'm like, oh, this seems kind of cool. And I'm like, I asked the guy, like, what kind of game is this? And he's like, oh, it's an RPG. And I'm like, uh, like, what is that? And, and he was describing it. And I'm like, oh, it sounds like Pokemon. And he's just like. Yeah, you know, all these kids know is this Pokemon game, you know, basically. So but this was the second game that I ever had for my own system. You know, I had other games like that I could play on my brother's systems. But to me, this was the second game that I ever got that was like mine on my system. So that was pretty cool. And it was only 20 bucks for this. And this comes with Dragon Warrior 2 as well, which uh, um, like not to get too ahead of myself, but this is like pretty much one of the best ways to play this game. So um, I'm, I'm really, ha- you know, I'm glad I got this um, like that. And I, I used to play it all the time back when I was a kid. So I, I really uh, enjoyed that. So that's, yeah, that's how I got that one. It's uh, cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Justin, yeah, I think to say, you know, about the Game Boy version, I mean, it kind of brings it up. I mean, this is a game that's been ported so many times. I mean, you can buy it. Get it for your phone now. I mean, yep. pretty much. There's, it's just been uh, there's so many ways to play this to play this game. Even mod, you know, even Switch, you know, modern yep. times. You can basically any way you can fathom to play this game. It's available to play. So. Oh yeah. yeah, it's even on the Super Nintendo too. That's uh, it was a remake that they got in yeah, in Japan. Uh, that we didn't get because, you know, you know, Dragon Quest, it's it's like one of the most popular franchises in Japan. Um, yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy. But yeah, we never got that one. And then they ported that to the Wii, um, which is an even like more obscure version or whatever. There's a ton of ports like we were talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just crazy. I mean, it's just kind of a it kind of it kind of attests to the legacy of this game. This is a legacy game. It's like a 
you know, if you think about, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like the Boston Celtics or something, you know, of like, if you're comparing it to some other sport or it's something, also, you know what I mean? It's also fairly frustrating when, you know, companies make their game like Dragon uh, so readily available with so many different picks and so many different ways to play it, and then you have to you know, love to play so that way. Absolutely, no other versions out there. You're going to repeat, you know, you no to repeat yourself, Justin. You cut in and out there a little bit. No. I was just saying that uh, it's just interesting that uh, you know you have a series like this, this Dragon Quest series that has. So many different ports, so many different ways to play the game, and then there's a there's games, a lot of games, the vast majority of games that just have uh, it's basically the NES version or not. There's no future ports oh, yeah. or anything. Right? Yeah, it is kind of frustrating when you when you've got just, especially if it's a game like this game that um, has such a history, and it would be nice to play it again, mm-hmm. uh, but a little bit more modern, um, and then you can't do it. Don't have to worry about that with this one. Yeah. So, right. did you did you ever have this one as a kid, Justin? I'm sure you saw it, maybe rented it or something. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing it. I never played this uh, as a kid, um, so uh, I didn't have any. I don't have any memories as a, as a kid. This is again later, so nothing nothing with childhood comes okay. with this game for me. That's all right. It might be a good time to segue to talk about the game, actually. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. Okay, so. Like the sound effects, that's good. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we work real yeah. hard on that, real hard. Actually, I don't know, but it, it just, it's, it's perfect, you know? They, they just fit in so nicely with, like, like, transitioning through stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way they're designed, right, in the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we j- that, if anybody's curious, we just stayed at the end. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> and uh, earlier we leveled up and we had a battle victory. Yep. What's going to be next? I don't know. You have to wait and see. Um, yeah. So, um, we like to, uh, we like to turn to the manual during this segment. I will let Jay Z handle that. But first, since you were talking about your childhood, I'll talk about my childhood with this game. Um, so I, uh, as a kid, so this game came out, when did this game come out, Justin? Like 89 in America, something like that. 89 in America, yeah. yeah. So I would have been like, when I, when I was renting it at the rental store, I probably would have been five or six years old. I can remember seeing like the cover of the game, seeing that box art and thinking, dude, that looks awesome. Fighting the dragon, this awesome dragon. I'm going to be this knight. And then I would I get rented it, and uh, and a five or six year old me was was thinking, what in the world? This game is terrible. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know what all, all I don't know what to do. All I can do is just like I can't actually fight. All I can do is ask the guy to fight for me. Uh, this is so stupid. I just walk around, and every time I take two steps, uh, they make me do this thing where I have to just say, here, go ahead and fight him, and I'll just watch. You know, a five-year-old kid, at least back in my day, and the, me and my friends, uh, a game like this was just it was just the worst possible uh, NES game because I wanted to be that knight swinging the sword. I wanted the action. 
and all this stuff. And so I can remember I rented it a couple of times and not only, not only that, that it was frustrating and I didn't really enjoy playing it, but even once I did figure out kind of what to do and whether or not I enjoyed it, it was, it was always really hard. It was really difficult for me because I didn't understand that you needed to level up a character and he would get stronger. I just thought that this was my guy and he was just not very good at fighting. You know what I mean? So for a, for a kid back then when RPGs just weren't a thing, like there was no context for me to compare it to except for maybe Zelda and Zelda was awesome. So I was expecting this to be Zelda and it just wasn't. And so for me, when I was a kid, this was just the, basically the bottom tier. This was right there next to deadly towers and all those <laughs> games for me, which is, I know it's blasphemy to say right now, but uh, just looking back on it, that's just what this was when I was a kid. I mean, that's fair. That's probably the experience of like most people and why most people still hate this game and RPGs to this day is like they didn't know what to do. And, and you know, they didn't read the manual. They don't want to read the manual or the like the guide or any of that. So like, yeah. And when you rented it, uh, at least from Pick a Flick and uh, yeah. all the places that we rented it from, you didn't get the manual. You just got a, right. a copy of the game, right? That's what I figured uh as i was thinking about it I'm like yeah that's probably what they're gonna say we rented this game and it's like we didn't have the manual or the explorer handbook or whatever it's like yeah that's fair yeah but so that that was my experience as, uh, when i was as a, kid, as a kid playing it um of course i guess for you jay-z you got to play the game boy color version which is a little bit different justin did you we'll, and we'll get to, we'll get to you in just a second because uh, yeah. you'll probably have a lot more to say than justin will so justin did you play yeah, this uh, as a kid did you ever rent it at all I know you said, I no. you said you did. I maybe. No. All right. Well, I'm curious then. Uh, what was your experience on getting it on the Game Boy Color? Okay, so the Game Boy Color version is like infinitely better than the NES version. So get this. Double the like XP or whatnot and gold and all of that stuff. I don't know if it's exactly double, but it's like way faster in terms of that. I, I'm pretty sure it's like at least double or something like that. It's a lot easier you get a lot more of it so you get to level up faster you get your items faster you get all of that stuff faster everything's faster the world the only, the only problem with it is it's on the game boy color screen so that um the world's like a little bit smaller but it's really not that big of a deal um like all of the dialogue is rewritten in english not like old english you know like thou and our you know you know all that all that stuff um, so it's actually understandable, um, which is like one of the things that I, I dislike kind of about like these older ones, especially like the iOS port, like they did the, the old English again or whatnot, even though like the, the Game Boy Color one and, and all that took that away. I, I don't know. People like that, maybe. But as soon as like the next few games, they don't do that anymore. So it just really doesn't make a lot of sense. But um, anyway, so that, that that was like my one thing. But like. That that's improved. Everything's basically um, totally improved in there. Um, I think you get like your your spells faster, and they like do better amounts of what they're supposed to do. So like the healing spell actually heals you like fully. And in this version, it's like you um, you have to use it a few times, which is kind of uh, not great um, in comparison. That is, I mean, you know, it it is what it is. It was. Um, pioneering and groundbreaking and whatnot but it's like yeah you know so 
that all that to say that if you're gonna play this game, don't play the NES version. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's fine. It's it's good for what it is, but there's so many better ways to play this game because it has been ported so many times and all of that. And actually, this version on the Game Boy Color was based on the SNES remake uh, that they did back in the day uh, that we never got. So it's it was improved from there. And actually, Dragon Warrior, the one that we got, is an improved version of the Famicom version where the sprites were even worse and all of that stuff. Also, the 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 one of the best parts of the um, the color, Game Boy Color version is it's context sensitive buttons. You don't have to go into your menu to open a door or use a key or, or go downstairs. By the way, all of that stuff in the next games after this, even on the NES is gone. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. As, as far as I know, I actually, I, I looked into it a, a while ago. Like, so I'm pretty sure that's, that's accurate at least by the third or fourth game that you don't have to do that anymore. And I'm pretty sure in the second game, you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, for me anyway, that's one of the biggest complaints is doing that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's, it's a minor thing, though. It's like with after a while, you just kind of get used to it. And there's not really a lot of times in the game where you actually have to use that. I think talking to people is kind of like the worst part of that. Like you get whenever you have to talk to somebody, but at least it's like the first button on the menu. So it's kind of like right there. So um, but but even like uh, Mother One, which came out after this, did that same thing where you had to go to the menu to like talk to people and stuff. But at least you could like go indoors and stuff on that one. But so. They fixed all of that. So so everything is is better in the Game Boy Color version. And and so I didn't know any of that was like broken as a kid in the NES version. So, you know, but uh, so I had a much better experience probably than you guys uh, just grabbing this thing. But also, you know, you still have some of the same problems as a kid myself. When I got this, I was probably like eight or nine when I got it. But still, like, um, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I, I didn't know where I was supposed to go. I and the Game Boy Color version sure as heck doesn't give you a, a explorer's guide that basically walks you through the entire game. Uh, it's like super handy. This is like perfect for the NES version. It, it has maps and it tells you all the items you can get in each town. It tells you kind of everything you need to know is is in this explorer's handbook, which came with the NES version. Um, so. But you don't you don't have that on the Game Boy Color version. So um, so it's it's uh, but, you know, by then you have like maybe game facts or something. You can just go look, you know, yeah. quite have YouTube yet or anything. But like uh, there's a so there's so you a, have help. Yeah, there's another speaking of help. That's a good segue. Let's go to the manual, but yeah. both the regular sure. manual and this Explorer's Guide, which I will say, I don't know that there's. You know, some other games give you some little things. Like I think Zelda, you got a map. Uh, and, right. You know, some games give you some things like that, but this is legitimately like a strategy guide that comes with the game. And I yeah. think for a game like this, that's pretty genius. I know it probably costs more money. Obviously, you had to print this book. Yeah. It's a pretty elaborate book. I've seen it. I don't own one, but I've seen it. It's elaborate. It's colorful. There's a lot to it. Um. So, I mean... I'm sure it costs money, but for if you're going to be spitting out a game like this, that for at the time is pretty unique and new, and probably going to be confusing to people, right? I know it was oh, for yeah. me uh, to to send it with the guide. I think that probably went a long way to helping people uh, enjoy the game. So I think that's a really well, cool. I think that's a really cool feature. 
yeah, the the RPG hadn't really come into its own in America yet. Like we we didn't really have that many uh, examples of the. I mean, this was like basically the prototype for every RPG after this. You know, the four uh, like fight, defend, item, run. That's Pokemon has that same stuff. The only thing they switched out was like defend and um, for Pokemon or whatever. So it's like, you know, this is this is the groundwork for every RPG after this. So like it was groundbreaking. It was like revolutionary, but it's like, it's hard. You don't know what's going on. You like, like you said, you know, you're confused. You're like, why can't I just fight this guy? It's like totally different from anything we'd experienced to that point. So, yeah. So why don't you, uh, Jay-Z, why don't you read from the manual? If you don't mind, can you give us the uh, the story? Sure. The story of dragon warrior in olden days of yore, the realm of Alephgard was cloaked in darkness. According to legend, a brave warrior, Erdrick, brought light back to the land by defeating an evil being. He used the balls of light bequeathed him by a friend to drive off the enemies of Alephgard. He then gave the balls of light to King Lorik, who unified Alephgard. The land was at peace for many generations. In the time of King Lorik the 15th or 16th, I guess, I don't know some Roman numeral number. Um, the balls of light were stolen from Tang Ten Tang. I, I never, I never know how to say this one. Ten Ten Tangle Castle. Right. Justin feels uh, Yeah, yeah. By the yeah, evil Draco yeah. Lord, and once again, the kingdom of Alfgard was plunged into darkness. Many travelers fell prey to the merciless fangs of monsters, and the beautiful, beautiful countryside was transformed into poisonous marshes that hindered travelers. It was also rumored that several towns and villages were destroyed, wiped off the face of the land by ghosts and dragons. Many brave warriors tried to recover the balls of light, but none of them ever returned from Charlock, the the dragon lord's dark castle. The people longed for peace, but did not give up, but did not give up hope. The greater the greater seer Maheta predicted that one day a descendant of the valiant Erdrick shall come forth to defeat the Dragon Lord. Who is this brave soul? There is one. There's only one possible answer. You. Your quest is to find and defeat the evil Draco Lord. The time has come. This is the start of your adventure. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a good story. Um, although it kind of makes you wonder, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's a, it's the same, this, this tale has been told many times, but why, why can't you just, why couldn't they have made the game about this Edric guy or Erdrick, right? Why can't you be him? He sounds awesome. (laughs) Well, uh, I don't want to say anything, but there, you might, you might, might, we might see that one day. Okay. And maybe even on this show. So, okay. All right, cool. So, yeah. well, I mean, well, you guys, you guys won't see it, but I will. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about it when we get there. Okay. Uh, all right, cool. So, um, wait, is that so? Spoilers. Uh, you got to be way better at this game than uh, than we are. I have more patience. Right. Well, it's not this game. It's a different game that's okay. coming up later. So, gotcha. in a few years, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll take it. Deal. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, I mean, 
it's hard to it's hard not to just uh, typically we say what the game is, but it's like I don't know what can I really explain. It is it is the foundation for all the RPGs that you know and love. Uh, if you're listening and you don't know what Dragon Warrior is already, then I don't even know what to tell you. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that, this game is this game is the foundation for every RPG that's pretty much ever come after it. It's interesting that they, you know, I it seems in hindsight it seems so simple and it seems like exactly the right move to make to take a to take a computer RPG like Wizardry or something and make it simple and and for like an NES or something. It seems like this is this is just the way you would do it. But that's probably us thinking in hindsight. I mean, how you know how else would you do it? I don't know, but I mean, it it just seems like this is just the natural evolution of something like that. But somehow these guys figured it out and made it um, made it make sense. Definitely. I mean, it's pretty remarkable that they like got this the first time around. You know, like as well as they did. That is, you know. So yeah. I mean, obviously, this is so. You know, we'll talk about this more as we go along. But just a, a little spoiler alert uh, as to my overall feelings about it, uh, just to kind of kickstart the conversation a little bit. I think I would struggle to say that this is the one to play, um, even on the NES, because this. But it is the this is the historic one to play. Does that make sense? It's like this one. This this game's tough to play even now. Now that I'm older and I know how to play RPGs and uh this one is just it's just really there's a lot of flaws to be honest um in them but it's it's a kind of a learning it's like they're learning how to make this game and to play it for the history is actually pretty interesting to to play um but you know I don't know it, as we get to the near the end I'll share my overall opinion on it I don't know that this is necessarily the one to play if you want to spend your time on one but uh, from a historical standpoint, uh, yeah, this is totally it. Yeah, definitely. In the words of uh, Derek Alexander, one of my favorite, uh, when he was the happy video game nerd, he made a video about this great video where he talks about the Game Boy Color version and compares it to the original um, NES version, and he shows like side by side, like a time how, how much how much farther he could get in there. But he says, you know, uh, this is one of the most important RPGs ever made. But if you want to actually enjoy it, you got to play the Game Boy Color version. So um, now, OK, like maybe I don't know if I want to launch into this right away. Uh, maybe I didn't play this in the most fair circumstances, but may- maybe I-, I don't want this to overtake the conversation. But I tried to make this game a little bit easier on myself. Because I've played it before. I've already beaten this game before. I did the whole tedious, you know, going through it kind of thing. And I played, you know, the other versions or whatnot. Um, but I, I did uh, I did use, you know, some save states. And uh, I used the, the fast forward button quite uh, immensely. But here's my argument on this. This actually makes the game very enjoyable it maybe not like super you still have all of the tediousness sort of there but it, it goes a lot faster and i know you can't really do that on the nes and whatnot but nowadays you have that luxury you know you can do that and it, like 
like uh i don't think it's on the switch online but like if you had that you could even do the rewind function and all of that uh yeah. which is which is nice so that's how i did it I, that's how i do a lot of games now i mean i just don't have the time to sit down and like invest in if i can speed up the process just a little bit i to make it more enjoyable like i get that you couldn't do this back in the day but like if you're gonna play it now like you know you might as well help yourself out a little bit right. all I, you, you're you it's, are uh when you're talking to justin and myself i don't know about the rest of the audience out there but when you're talking to Justin, now you're preaching to the choir we make we yeah, cheat, we cheat, and we love to cheat, We're we cheered. love to save, save state, we love yeah, that fast okay. forward Good. button, don't worry. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I was going to be like the blasphemer here, but come on, especially with this game, even you hardcore like Dragon Warrior fans, I, I don't know if there's anybody out there who's like actually listening who's like hardcore, like this is the way, this is the perfect one to play, you gotta play this NES one, but like. Come on, if you had fast forwarding and all of that, it, the only thing that is like, you know, with the save states, it's fine. But if, if like you only had the fast forward, you would die a lot and have to go back to the castle because, you know, but like, um, but but I'm prepared to talk about those aspects as if they, you know, as if we were playing it on the NES, too. You know, there are some things to 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 talk about there some some flaws, but uh just just saying on this run around since I'd already experienced the game and I've I've beaten it before and stuff I I went back and and kind of did some of that so yeah I, but it I, made the game more enjoyable for sure you know overall I don't we've talked about this several times on the podcast before I don't think that taking advantage of the more modern hardware advantages like fast forward and save states I mean there's there is definitely a time and a place for not doing that, and a lot of times I will not do that, um, especially you know, if I'm trying to play a game for like like for example for the achievements on retro achievements, um, I might put it on hardcore mode, which turns off save states and all that stuff. Um, but if I'm just wanting to enjoy the game, or um, you know, not waste my time like this game. So this game, the fast forward and the save states really honestly cancel out probably half of the flaws of this game or half yeah, of the reason that absolutely. you wouldn't, that you would, that would discourage you from playing it because to, to be able to speed up the grind, because you do have to grind in this game. It is an RPG in the fullest sense where you have to just level up your character and by just walking around and fighting, walk around and fighting. To be able to Unless you're really good. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, which I'm not. Um, yeah, no, me either. But there's people who like can get to the final like dungeon like like at level ten or something and defeat the Draco Lord like the speedrunners and stuff. And it's just like wow, like shows puts me in perspective. You know, like I'll never be that good. But anyway, yeah, that's not me either. But to be right. able to to be able to speed up that grind and also kind of. If you have an oopsie and you die and not have to start all the way back, because there is one place uh, in this game that you always go back to, and sometimes it's really far away um, from your goal, right? So that sure. that's that is pretty frustrating, you know. If you are pretty far along, you have to walk all the way back, especially with the randomized battles and stuff. That's just something that that, that honestly. Oftentimes, over the years before I started cheating, and would I mean, it would make me stop playing the game. So, yeah. So, so yeah. 
go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, so, so stopping playing the game altogether or using a little bit of cheating and continue playing the game, I see nothing wrong with that person. Yeah. Less. So I do want to put a counterpoint to that, that I think uh, I have a, I have some notes here too. So I, I do want to get to some of these, um, but the, you say it's it's kind of hard to get back to where you like are like it takes a long time or whatever like kind of but also i think the world is like dense enough to where it, it's not always like super like it, it, in some games it would take forever to, to get anywhere like you know back to but uh the i know like you have to grind and whatever to like actually be the level that they want you to be for certain areas and whatnot um but uh, I feel like the world is like pretty compact once you kind of know where you're going and whatnot. And that's the that's the trouble of it, obviously. But uh, it's it's dense and it's explorable. And if you think about it, it's like almost open in a sense. And I, and I really appreciate that. Um, now, obviously, there's going to be harder monsters in areas you're not supposed to like necessarily go to yet. But you can go in a lot of different directions from the start uh, and kind of. It's pretty open in, in that sense, and I think that's definitely very unique. Um, it's very ahead of its time, is what I wrote here on the notes. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind yeah, of my one of the counterpoint to that. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the earliest and most, uh, uh, you know, definitely groundbreaking. I, I agree with that. Kind of the open world nature of the of the game and not non linear style. I definitely appreciate that uh, for repeat playthroughs, too, because it's like you have a certain amount of things you need to do in the game. You need to collect like I'd say like five or ten items specifically, or you have to collect an item to give to this person to give to that person to get the item that you need to form with another item to make the rainbow drop so you can get to the Draco Lord's castle. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, so. Like, but you can go and kind of collect those items in whatever uh, order you want. It's just like the the level of the monsters and stuff are going to stop you. But, you know, if you're strategically like uh, if you're strategizing is what I'm trying to say, um, you can definitely do some interesting things uh, like maybe get into an area you're not supposed to be at yet and just kind of uh, and especially with save states and stuff. If you can defeat some of those enemies, you, you get a big power boost and they'll reward you for that. So. Um. So yeah, it's pretty cool in that in that sense. Yeah, I agree. But um, uh, um oh, sorry, God. Go ahead. As I say, there's actually a quote by uh, Yuji Hori that I wanted to because uh, everyone always complains about the grinding and whatnot. There was kind of a reason that they did that. Um, essentially, the reason was because it's kind of like a traditional Japan thing. Here, I'm going to read the quote. Uh, in the real world, there are many difficulties people are facing. Sometimes there are no rewards, at least in the game. We wanted there to be a reward that uh, reward for your hard work. That's a very traditional thing for us. So essentially, it's like a kind of a traditional Japanese ideal. You know, if you're working hard, if you're grinding, in a sense, you're at least getting your experience and like leveling up for that. And uh, that's kind of especially for the time, that's kind of an innovative uh, system because, you know, they hadn't really done that in a lot of games yet. Um, oh, and I, and the, actually, ja- the Japanese even wanting you to work when you're not working. I know, right. there's just no pleasure. Yeah, that's that's true. But I, I always just like that quote because it like kind of put that into perspective why they added so much grinding into the game. 
it's because they wanted you to feel like you got um you were rewarded for working so hard um if you were willing to put in the time to to work at it you know so i want you to feel like you earned it yeah basically yeah um another thing about that is there's only 30 levels in the entire game you can get to and you're really realistically not going to get anywhere near that unless you're like really going at it um because it would take forever to get to level 30 but like like the last spell is at like level 21 or something i i got to level 20 when i beat the game um so but uh so yeah like because it's such kind of a short game, uh, I mean, short in the sense compared to other RPGs where you're going to spend, you know, yeah, 60 hours or something. You know, this is maybe like a 20 or 30 hour game. Maybe. I don't know. Like it's it's lesser time, especially with uh, fast forwarding or whatnot. It probably only took me about like five, six hours. I don't know, something like that, you know, plus I knew what I was doing, of course. Um but I do like that, that it's kind of a shorter RPG, sort of more bite sized than like uh, I, I don't think I think you guys don't play a lot of RPGs, right? Wasn't that like kind of I feel like you guys have said that before. Yeah, I yeah. actually well, I okay. actually do. I actually do. Okay. Um, I just don't. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I play. Yeah. I don't I don't beat a lot of RPGs, if that makes sense. But I, okay. I play fair enough. I don't have the time to beat a lot of them, but yes. what I really like about, uh, I, in general, what I really like about RPGs is I like the, the systems in them. So I like to get in, Definitely. I like to play, I like very different ones too, you know, like all the different kinds of systems like um, from different RPGs. So I really like to get in and play. I'll play an RPG for maybe 10, 15, 20 hours uh, and like really learn the system and play it and level up the characters for a little while. And then, uh, I'll realize that it's going to take me another like sixty hours on top of that to actually beat it, and I'll, and I'll I'll maybe go try a different one and try another RPG out. Exactly, and that's that's what I'm saying is it, people for people who don't have the patience or don't have the time, you know, and especially myself where I beat a lot of games, so. I like a short game like that. Um, that like you get in if you get all of what you're intending to do done, you don't overstay your welcome. But you give me a good experience uh, with it. Um, that definitely stands out to me as as a as a positive, really positive thing. Uh, especially not to overstay your welcome and whatnot. So a, a game like this that doesn't uh, doesn't take that long, it, it definitely sits better with me than. You know, some RPGs I'm willing to put in the time. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight, for instance, is is easily like an over a hundred hours kind of game, and I know that sounds like scary, but you literally don't care. It's like one of those games where it, it's like probably like my fifth favorite or one of like fourth favorite. It's it's somewhere in the top ten games uh, of mine, but like you you just don't even feel the hours. You're just very invested in it. Another game like is Persona Four. It takes like sixty hours. To, to beat the base everything you know so it's like but you just don't feel it you just want to keep playing so i don't mind that but also on the other end of things there's short rpgs like super mario rpg or like paper mario was a pretty short one um you know games like that or like uh parasite eve is another good short one that uh it's only like a 10 hour game and that's great um i definitely appreciate those kind of games as well yeah I, yeah. That that is right. That is right up my alley. I, I want to get in and get out. Uh, yeah. So if anybody's got any recommend out there, listen. If you got recommendations for like RPGs 
with cool battle system type things that are that are you know it, twenty hours or less, then that's that's my jam. That's what I want to play. But do you, like, do you have a PS3 or like a PS2 or something? Uh, I got a PS4. Okay, <laughs> well, that's not going to help much. Do you have a PS One? Uh, PS One. I got a Vita. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that'll actually help. You can actually download it on there. You should play Parasite Eve. It's a really interesting game. So it's an RPG, but there's also mechanics. Um, it's also Capcom, by the way. So there's mechanics of while you're in battles, you actually kind of run around uh, and have to dodge attacks and stuff, almost like a sort of like a shooter. Um, you know, like the like a bullet hell kind of shooter. Not, not really to that extent, but there are sometimes you do have to really dodge and stuff. And then you're waiting for your, your like uh, meter to charge up against. So you can do like another move. It's, it's really interesting. There's like magic systems for interesting systems. That's that's your game. You got to play this. And also it's like, like I said, like a 10, 20 hour game if you want to like really grind it out. But you, you really can't spend more than like 20 hours on it. It's like pretty much impossible. Like the game is it's like five or six chapters and, and each one just takes like an hour or two, you know, so I very yeah. much recommend that one for you. Right, you you'd probably that. like that. I'll check that one out for sure. But like Mar- Mario set, set in like modern age and stuff too. So what's yeah. that like Mario RPG? That's, that's perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. and like, and, you know, I really like, so um, I really like some other, the longer ones, but I just can't play them for that long. Like I like the bravely default game. Those were great. I love the job system and stuff in that, and how you could switch in and out. But it, the game was just so long. Um, yeah, I could, I couldn't get through that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, tried. I was like, like ten hours into it, and I'm just like, yeah, I got other games to play. I so. mean, it would have to be like because at some point, it just you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And unless the story yeah. is just really, really gripping, which most of them aren't for me. Um, yeah, I just can't hang with it. But anyways, that's way too much of a tangent. Um, because <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about Dragon Warrior. Yeah, sorry. I know we got well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what do you? Um, we'll, we can continue to talk about gameplay and stuff. But I'm curious because one of my favorite aspects of this game, and some something that's kind of shocking to me, at seeing as how the game was, I think it was originally made in '86, and then it was re right. uh, like re-released in '89 for the NES. One of the coolest things and one of the be- my favorite things is the graphics in this game especially the sprite work on the the enemies which um i guess is is a mm-hmm. is a um big thank you to uh, the dragon ball z guy for that but yeah akira toriyama yeah the designs of the enemies are just fantastic and yeah. they they carry on to the rest of the series they keep using these enemies again and again and again like the slime and the golem characters are very iconic. The dragon characters um, later in the game, those characters get uh, those character sprites get reused a lot. Um, but and they, they keep evolving uh, the, the look of them and they'll be like animated in the later games and stuff. And like the 3D games, they, they look the same, but, you know, they're like uh, bigger and 3D now and stuff and they make noises. And, you know, it's, it's cool. It's like. Very iconic designs. I definitely agree with you there. Um, super, yeah. super memorable, and super, that, the, super iconic. Especially the slime. It's so iconic. Like in Japan, that's like on everything. It's like everywhere. You know. Yeah. Very, so, very so popular. iconic. And something that I always complain about on the NES, I complain about it all the time, is the fact that most of the time the color palettes are always so boring, with the browns and just the browns and the browns. 
This game oh, is God. this yeah. game is super colorful. I think I don't Definitely. know if part, part of it's because they use a black screen when you're fighting enemies. Maybe I don't know, but the and maybe they can use more colors that way because everything else is black and white. But the the enemies when you're fighting them, like I, I'm talking about, like in the dungeons and stuff. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, the screen's black in the dungeons. Um, but like, right. there's so there's so many colors on the enemies, uh, and like the the colors in the game are good are pretty good too. And like your your walkways are they look like brick, which isn't you know a lot of times it's just a brown dirt walkway or something. Yeah, um, they have in the um, explorer manual or whatever. They even talk about each of the different terrains, and I didn't even know this, but like they each have different sort of encounter rates. Like the mountains, you have like more encounter rates, and they actually slow your character down, so you like walk slower on them. The forests have like higher encounter rates. If you're on like just the grass, though, your encounter rates are like lower and stuff. It's it's interesting. Like I didn't I didn't know about any of that, but it all stands out because it's like a very diverse world map. You know, it's like oh uh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't notice that. But yeah, the uh, the I mean the backgrounds during the backgrounds during the other battles are pretty cool too. I mean they're just, it's like green. Definitely. Most of the time it's like a green um, grassy. Out, out I'm pretty sure it's dependent on what kind of tile you you stand on, right? Okay. Like there, there's yeah. different different uh, backgrounds for each of them. That's that's definitely uh, like one of my notes I wrote down. That was like the last one I wrote down. Just. So we'd remember to talk about it as, yeah, the backgrounds in battle. And, and it's actually kind of a shame because in the future games on the NES, the they, uh, since there's more enemies and whatnot, um, since, since in this game you're just one character fighting one enemy each time, which is kind of unique for an RPG as well. Like, that's something you don't see a lot. But um, uh, in the future games, actually, the backgrounds are just black, and it's kind of disappointing, uh, except for, like, in major battles and stuff where you're fighting, like, bosses and stuff. But it's, it's disappointing because this game has such cool backgrounds every time you would fight an enemy, you know? It's like, you couldn't do that in the later games, I guess. But I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, I like this. this I didn't realize that the later games got rid of those backgrounds. But, yeah, I like the, I I mean, like the change. On the NES. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I do like the I do like the just the art in this game is just it's just it's just awesome. Uh, there's not much else you can say about it that I can say about it. It's just it's just awesome. It's really good. I agree. The graphically and just art art style wise, um, everything looks really good and uh, very very clean and, and definitely yeah, like you said, a standout for NES. Like definitely. Um, but like you know, I say all this now, but I'm like, hey, but you know, the Game Boy Color version it looks a lot better, in my opinion. Anyway, I, I got because they cleaned it up a little bit, you know, and looks great. I mean, uh, like some people say, like the iOS version, they're like, oh, that's the way to play it. And it's like, eh, I, I don't really care for the art style on that one. Actually, it's, it just looks too modern, you know, too clean, and and it's it looks like an iOS game. You know what I mean? Like, just it's. <laughs> It, it looks fine, but it, like there's there's certain charm to these like real eight bit sprites. Those look like modern, like sixteen yeah. bit, thirty two bit like sprites. This this is like the real eight bit. You know, it's it's more impressive this way. I don't know. It's... Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I I think I prefer. Yeah. I I need to look up the Game Boy Color. I you know I just I'm an NES guy. I like the, I like the NES graphics. I I just definitely I, more of like I just I think I just appreciate. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah, Just the limit, the limitation, being tied to the limitations of it and whatnot. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, but no. I, I mean, right. Justin, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, I'm, it sounds like you're pretty much in agreement. 
Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much agree with you all, and, and the sprites were great. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't really have much more to add. To you guys said. I mean, the I mean, could it be better? Probably, but this is also um, so early of a game. For it's just it's it's just, it's pretty cool that they, that they were able to pull off. Yeah. Did. Well, and especially if you're thinking, well, okay, so like on the on the Famicom version, it does look different, and uh, it it looks a lot worse actually. <laughs> um, but. But it's mostly on the like character sprites and whatnot. The, the the landscape still looks very similar, but like, um, but, but yeah. So like, even then, they they improved it uh, over. But like, the the basic like land setup and a lot of the the stuff we've been talking about, like the backgrounds and stuff. I think that's all in the in the Famicom version. So it's like for '86, like wow, like you know, and even in '89 later on, that's impressive. But like for '86, like that's even more impressive when you really think about it. Like, dang, like. Wow, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pulling up a video and looking at the Famicom version now just to see it. It uh, it, yeah, they, it it's a little more rough, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a little bit, but not that. Definitely bad. made some improvements. I don't really don't I really don't see it as being that stark of a difference. I think it's, I think it's still pretty pretty darn good if you ask me. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's just like the the character model or something they changed, and there's like a few other things that like. But yeah, it's it's a minimal minimal yeah. I'm, additions. Wa- watching this video though rem- reminds me of. Um, can I just say why? Why do we have to? Uh, I mean, I understand that this is an old game, and it's probably before anybody thought about this. But why do we have to push a button, go into a menu to select mm-hmm. to go up or down the stairs? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's we had a. We had a similar problem with Fester's Quest, if you'll recall, Justin. Where, like to go into the, the sewers and stuff, you had to or climb ladders. You had to push a button. I just come on, guys. Yeah, anyway. yeah, I agree. That's like one of those things that, like that. That's the only thing like speeding up the game. You know, with the fast forward, can't really fix is that stuff. Like I said, I don't think you really do it that often. So it's it's kind of a minimal thing. Um, outside of like talking to people, but like I said, that's like the first command on there, so it's, it's pretty easy. You just go to the menu, then you hit talk. But if you have to like go through a door or something, you know, yeah, it is kind of annoying. But um, you don't use it too much, so I, I think it is it is uh, an inconvenience, but uh, could be worse. I think it felt so. like I was using it all. Right, I use that, but much, yeah, but it just feels like you use. That that was always one of the things about this version. I'm just like, why why did they do this? Like that that would have fixed some problems right there if, if that had not been in there. Um I think definitely it would have been little little less to complain about, you know. So Yeah. Oh well. Uh what'd you guys think about uh the sound effects and the music? Oh, very, very good. Um now, okay, yeah, you know, broken record here, but Game Boy Color, they added more to the music to, like, especially on the overworld theme, it's very repetitive, and this version is still good, but they added, like, a whole second part to it, it's like, you know, do, 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 and then it's like, that's, like, all that is, and then it's like, da, da, they add a whole second part to it in the in the Game Boy Color version, which is, which is great, so it's like, um, don't take offense to it this, but for, 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 for yeah. some reason I heard you uh, as Beavis and Butthead doing that. Dan, <laughs> dan, <laughs> dan, dan, dan. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Uh, but you know, so like, but I would say even in this version where it's it's not as uh, as full of a soundtrack, it's still great. It's still iconic. It 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 set the foundation for what the rest of the series was gonna um, was gonna do there. So like a lot of these sound effects and and uh, music and whatnot, the over overture, you know, the the original theme, the title screen, and all of that. That's what carries over to every single other game. The the level up sound effect. They it, they and I'm I'm pretty sure they literally use the same eight bit sound effect for that. Like going forth, I think even to like game eleven, which is the newest game, they still use that same thing. So it's like very. Yeah, yeah, that. Very iconic. If not, it's very close to that. They may be, like, orchestrated a little bit, but I'm pretty sure um, stuff like that, just, like, all those little sound effects, they, they carry those over to the the modern games, and um, a lot of the songs carry over and whatnot, so it's very uh, it's very iconic in that sense, the soundtrack. Um, so what you're saying but, you is know, it, they, they decided... Get better. What you're saying is that they, uh, they decided to just... You know, take the day off on the rest of the games in the series. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Th- there's there's so many other great tracks in the series, but I'm just saying this is like like everything else in this game. It's a good foundation for the future of the series um, to come. Is is uh, some of these tracks. So, but they only reuse some of them. It's very few of them. It's like the the one in the castle or whatever. Like they use that one. I think of the second game. Um, Maybe they use it in third game. I don't, I don't think I don't think they do. Maybe actually. Well, OK, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, so they reuse it, let's say um, a few times. But the they have unique themes later on, um, not to get too far ahead into Dragon Quest, Two, But in that game, the first theme when you're just one character is the overworld theme from this game. And then when you get another character, it becomes a new theme because you're two people instead of just one character. Um, so it kind of evolves in that sense. Um, so they, they pay homage at going forward to the, this this soundtrack and this these games a lot um, and whatnot. So that's cool. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. I, I think that's part of what's made it have such a heritage is that they keep hearkening back to the the older, like the older music. The older enemies are always the same. Um, a complete contrast to like Dragon Warrior's arch nemesis, uh, Final Fantasy, right? Final Fantasy, every yeah. game, every game is wildly different, whereas Dragon Warrior, every game is is as much the same as they can make it, right? <laughs> okay, so like, you're gonna yeah. open you're gonna open this can of worms because like no, nope, yeah, that's it back up. I'm just kidding. Okay. No, I, I just want to say that's what I actually really enjoy about Dragon Quest. Final Fantasy, you never know what you're going to get. And I played uh, the first seven games all all the way through, um, except for five. I didn't really care for that one that much. But um, um, and and you, you just it's always kind of different. I, I guess people kind of enjoy that. But I like the similarity between the Dragon Quest games. They always have little differences or new systems or whatnot. Um you know, new additions to kind of forward the game or something new for every game. Uh, they get more in-depth storylines or you get extra characters this time. Or you get new battle system kind of stuff. But um, for, for the most part, yeah, Final Fantasy, you just you just never know what to expect. So I think that's 
what uh, what I really enjoy about Dragon Quest is you know what you're going to get every time. It's kind of like a Pokemon game in a sense, you know, people will complain about how it never changes. But like, that's the that's the beauty of it. It's like it's similar, but you, you just get a little bit new with your with your very familiar uh, uh, what, what you're getting there. Yeah, because it's I, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, it's it's yeah. great to begin with. So you might as well just refine it until it's perfect. And then, you know, which they've done. And and then that's it. There you go. You, you got the perfect uh, game. You know, at that yeah. rate. So. I under, I understand. I can understand that. I mean, if you want to play a different game, play play a different game, right? Right. If you want to play Dragon Quest? Play Dragon. Quest. Yeah, you, you kind of know what you're gonna get, and that's the the consistency uh, is what I like throughout the series. And they de- they deviate every now and again, but it's like very rare uh, that they like really go off the rails. And and the ones where they do feel like a final fantasy game like dragon quest six so did you say you know. did you say consistency or consistent steve because that's my friend consistent steve. <laughs> oh yeah consistent steve yeah you know consistent steve is he consistent no not at all he's a very ironic guy uh <laughs> nice now all right um uh, cool well i uh i have exhausted everything i can say about this game other than talking about whether or not it's worth it i'm sure you've got a lot more to say jay-z but if you got a couple more I got, I got a few things yeah a couple more of your of your major highlights hit us with it before we decide whether or not this is worth it try to convince so, convince us that this is before we go into the okay segment. well i'll just kind of get through my notes here uh, that we didn't talk about so early on uh you kind of start grinding and you know first you're just kind of grinding on the red slimes and the the blue slimes and whatnot when you can kind of make it to the next area across the bridge there uh, near the town. I don't know what it's called in this version. I think it's called the same thing, but the town of coal, uh, which is kind of more towards the marshland to the right. Um, once you can get there, there's like a desert area where there's these scorpions and, and uh, about level five or so. And the scorpions start dropping 25 gold, which compared to like the one or two gold that the other um, the other ones dropped. That's a lot. So. Um, and they're, they're not that hard to take down. Uh, they're a lot harder to take down, actually, in the Game Boy Color version. So you, you have to use the Fireball spell a lot in there. But you don't have to do that in here as much. Um, so that's like kind of a really comfortable grinding area is over there by coal um, when you're kind of first starting out. And uh, it, it can get you some decent equipment um, faster, too. So that's that's kind of cool. And uh, it's all about upgrading your equipment as well. That's that's kind of a, a key point of this game you, you don't have to do that but it'll make your experience a lot uh, a lot easier to do that there's actually um later on in the town past the marsh there you go through the cave and then there's a town it's actually the first town where you get the keys um that can unlock other spots in the world which kind of makes it sort of like metrovania-esque you know when you when you uh see a door and you're like how do i get through there i need a key or whatever so it's like you uh you finally get these keys and it can unlock other parts of the world, which is pretty cool. So, but um, in that town, I believe, or maybe it's the town after that, it's, it's one of the later towns you can buy the magic armor, uh, which it's a lot, but once you get it, every time you walk around on the overworld, it heals you. So it's very, very helpful. Yeah, it's really helpful. I thought uh, at first that it was the fighter's ring that you get in this optional dungeon, but apparently that actually doesn't do anything in the NES version, and it's bugged. In the Game Boy version, it does what it was supposed to do and gives you extra attack or whatever. Um, 
So, um, but yeah, like, so, so sometimes you do these optional dungeons and they don't really give you anything, but there are often good rewards in the optional dungeons um, that, that you can, you can get a little extra stuff there. If you're playing the game, you know, straight out and maybe you'll say you don't have the Explorer's Handbook or whatever, you don't really know what to do. But there's a cave um, pretty much right past the start there, um, past like the first set of mountains right near the first uh, town in the castle there that uh, you go in there. And that's actually um, Erdrick or I, I want to call him Loto because that's what he's called in the in the Game Boy uh, version. But his grave is there and it'll tell you like you need to set out and, and defeat the, the dragon Lord or whatever. And there's actually no enemies in that dungeon. So it's, it's very beginner friendly. It's kind of your tutorial dungeon in a sense, like uh, you kind of explore it. It's, it's, it's simple and whatnot. So, but it's interesting. So you know the other I, thing I like, Oh, sorry. What's that? I was going to say one thing. Um, uh, you'll probably mention it. So I, maybe I won't mention it, but, Something I forgot we forgot to mention when we were talking earlier, um, and it's, I'm sure it's in your notes, is this game actually kind of sort of has multiple endings, which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> um, it, yeah. You don't really, like, at one point in the game, you get an offer from, like, the big boss guy, right? And you can yeah. take, it, take it or leave it. If you take it, you kind of lose, but it's still kind of a, you can, you can do it, right? Which is kind of neat. I thought it was kind of neat. Definitely. At the yeah, at the end, he offers you half the world if you want to rule with him, and uh, um, essentially you can take that. But um, he double crosses you, and and you just end up dying. Um, and so that was a bad deal on your part. You should have just fought him instead. But it'll send you back uh, to the castle, and then you just kind of have to go back and actually fight him. You know, kind of thing. So you're right. Yeah, there is kind of multiple endings. Um, something on that note that we can talk about is. There's also optional in in the fact that uh, you don't have to save the princess, but um, you should save the princess because, you know, that's kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was trying to prevent him from doing uh, that's kind of like, you know, it's it's kind of important to the to the thing because there's a set of armor you can get or it's not the armor. It's the uh, it's the token that you have to get in order to uh, get like the rainbow drop or something you have to exchange this token for something and it's kind of hidden out in this marshland towards like the last town or whatever and you wouldn't know exactly where it was without uh stepping on like each of these tiles and looking for it but if you save the princess she'll give you um this uh it's called her love or whatever like gwendolyn's love or something and it'll tell you how far away you are from the castle and how much more experience you need to level up so um so based based on that, like there's an NPC that'll tell you like you need to be this far from the castle, or maybe she tells you or something, uh, in order to get this this token that you need to get. Um, in the other game, it's called the Seal of of Loto or Erdrick or whatever. And then, um, so it's kind of like a key item. So if you don't save the princess, that's going to be a really hard item to find unless you have like the the guidebook or whatever. Um, but if you do save the princess, um then you, you have that and that's a that's a really but you don't have to save her it's kind of optional it's kind of neat that that's a, a thing you know yeah that's pretty so cool. and there may or it, may it, or may there may or may not be some retrofitted achievements associated with that i don't know <laughs> well that was one of mine actually yeah so uh uh but we'll, we'll get to that um so yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because she's like in this cave that you pass through to get to the town with the keys uh 
but you need a key to go and unlock it. It's like on a side path in there and you have to fight a dragon, which uh, later on just becomes like a normal enemy. But at that point, if you, if you were to fight it, you would die so fast. Um, but once you kind of level up a little bit and you go back there, maybe like level 15 or so, you're going to be able to defeat that guy and, and save the princess. And then what's cool is, uh, much like this little figure here, you uh, carry her and, and the animation, the sprite actually changes to you carrying her and then you carry her back to the castle. And that's when she gives you the thing to, to get the token or whatnot. So, or you just carry her forever. You can carry her wherever optional. you want, right? You that's true. You, you, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do that. Yeah, you definitely. Can, you can carry her all the way to the end, I'm pretty sure. And then actually in the uh, in the Game Boy version, once the world is is saved, it, there's a little extra optional thing where you can like walk around with her um, on the overworld and go back to the towns and like talk to people and like, you know, uh, be like, oh, hey, you saved the world. Or I don't know. I didn't really like I, I never really went around and like talked to a bunch of people. But like, you know, it's a little bit of extra stuff. And, and like all the marshlands are replaced with like flowers and stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, because like like they said in the story, uh, you know, that's kind of how the world was before the Draco Lord came along and the monsters and all of that. It was peaceful and, and all of that. So you kind of get to see that again and explore the world, which is, is pretty cool. So um, I said uh, that the I, I talked about the music and then the NPCs uh, in the game are actually helpful and they actually give you good hints on like something like Simon's Quest where they're trying to mislead you and whatnot. Um, they actually kind of really tell you what you're supposed to do. So if you do read, you know, this is kind of the problem with being like nine or six or whatever, like we we're talking about, like reading that's for for, you know, squares or whatever. I don't know. Like, you know, you don't want to read, you know, that's, but that, you know, it's an RPG. You got to talk to people and you got to read to get the hints on where to go and whatnot. So um, and the combat, simple and easy to understand. You know, you have the four standard things that would become the staple for later RPGs. You know, like stuff like healing and, and sleep and uh, those kind of spells, fireball. That's all stuff that later RPGs would also use. Um, it's pretty, pretty base stuff, you know, pretty iconic. But that's kind of all started here. Um, and, you know, it kicked off an iconic franchise like it's Dragon Quest. It's, it's great, you know, yeah, um, I agree. So let's, uh, let's from that. Let's see. Is it do we think it's worth it? Uh, we think uh, everybody should go out and buy a copy. Justin, can you let, inform well, us how much it's going for these days? So loose price on price charting uh, gives an average of eight dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's an, it's a no brainer. Uh, Absolutely. If, if nothing else, just yeah. to ex- experience the history that is an entire genre. Yeah, that's an easy one. Although the manual. Is more than double that cost. That doesn't. Surprise. The manual is nineteen dollars. Okay. What about the the guy, the handbook, the explorer handbook? Uh, you got to read on that, not, or not okay. listed on here on the price charting? Because uh, that's really what you want. There is, is the explorer yeah. handbook because that'll get you through the games pretty much. So. I bet that's more expensive than just the manual. Yeah. Um, but, but again, like, they're, they're still everywhere, so they're probably friendly. Here's the thing. My box copy here, I know it was like at a gaming convention, but even there, you think it'd be like marked up or whatever. This was $35. This was complete, you know, with like, I think the only thing that it was missing was the map. 
and I have the map. I bought that separately years ago. It's sitting over there. I didn't bring it out. But um, there's a map in the in the little manual too, so it's like you don't necessarily need like the big map. But like thirty five dollars. That's for an NES game complete. Like that's that's a no brainer. You got to do that. You know, like that's not too bad. I don't know if you can get it for that now. The Explorer Handbook, you can, well, you can just get a PDF version if you want the actual copy. Uh, Anywhere, it looks like there's one on eBay for 13 bucks, and then they go for around up to 50 or 60 bucks. Complete in box for this game is going a little bit higher now. It's more like the $80 range. Yeah, that figures. But, you know, like, you just, yeah, right, just get the PDF or whatever online, and then, like, um, if you want to play the game legitimately that way, you can do that. You know, you don't need to watch YouTube videos or anything. I didn't use anything but this PDF. The only thing that I used was um, a level guide to see how much experience I needed to get to the next level. And that's the only thing um, like like which spells were at which level or whatnot. Um, that's the only thing I used um, outside of this explorer's guide so you know i do have prior knowledge of the game but i I still think uh if you had this explorer's handbook you'd definitely be able to get through it pretty much tells you uh kind of what you got to do so okay i say it's worth it (laughs) yeah i think we all agree that it is worth it all right let's uh let's give this game some trophies you know what this game needs some retrofitted trophies Uh oh we got cursed you just get cursed. There's only, there's only one item in the game that I that I know of that does that. It's like a cursed belt you get in the very last dungeon or whatnot. So, but uh, there's like a guy in the first town too that like heals it, and I'm like, huh, that's weird. Well, we just got cursed with some retrofitted trophies. So, yep. Uh, I've got a couple. I don't know if you guys have some, but we've also got a lot on the uh, in the Facebook. Got a lot on time. Facebook. I got a few. Okay, let's start. Let's go Facebook, and then we'll go round robin between the three of us. Let's start with one of them. Uh, Nick DeMarco says, straight grinding. Eat a grinder while grinding coffee and grinding in this game. Grinderception. Uh, Nice. Nice. Uh, Eric Purcells. Oh, okay. You want to go round robin now? Yeah, let's, let's go round robin. Let's go round robin. All right. Uh, I got one said the jerk store called. They're all out of you. That is, uh, don't rescue the princess. <laughs> well, conversely to that, I have save the princess, and uh, the title of that is but thou must, because uh, in the I think it's in the Game Boy Color version at the end, um, like she, she's in the like the final part, and and like you can she offers you like hey let's go and like. Uh, take a journey or whatever, like, let's get out of here, you know, and you can say no, and she'll just keep saying, but thou must, so, <laughs> until you say yes, so it's pretty yeah. funny, it's it's kind that's, of a meme in the Dragon Quest, like, that's how, that's how I ended up married, yep, yeah, but thou must, <laughs> so, that saved the princess, there you go. Mine is, uh, grind for nothing, and that is, make it to the Dragon Lord and then accept his deal. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Eric Purcell on Facebook says, I've been slimed, earned after being defeated by every type of slime in the game. Nice. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, all right. Uh, mine is 
This one's called Here You Take Her, and that is Carry the Princess to the Dragon Lord. <laughs> there you go. Um, I've got the legendary hero Lodo, uh, you know, which is Erdrick in the NES or in the yeah, NES game. Uh, that's get to level 30. So you're really gonna be grinding for that one. Uh my next one is Is Thou Impressed, Tom Arnold? And that is <laughs> Beat the Gate. Nice. Um Anthony Pig says it was my plan all along. That is accept the Dragon Lord's deal. I guess everybody else is going to do a trophy for that one. I guess I'll do one for that one too. Um, uh, how about uh, Thou Putin uh, Rejoice? And that is accept the Dragon Lord's offer. Yeah. All right. I got. Uh, wow. This is worthless. I don't. I don't know if you guys know like Gravity Falls. There's that meme in there uh, or whatever. But uh, you can look it up. Anyway, get the fighter's ring because it doesn't do anything in this game. So. <laughs> nice. Um, Joseph K.O.K. says, Am I allowed to cheat as I only played on SNES and have Pup Pup the Magic Dragon share Pup Pup the Magic Dragon Warrior share an intimate moment with the ladies in Koi? Right? Okay. I don't have any more. Um, oh, okay. Cashed. So I, I got two more. I'll just, I guess I'll just get them. Uh, Erdrick's biggest fan. Get his sword, armor, and the token. And then, uh, boy, this is expensive. You know, like in Zelda when, when you're buying the ring or whatever. Um, buy the silver shield because it's like 14,000 gold or something like that. It's, it's like the most expensive item in the game, but it's like the best shield. And the, uh, the Game Boy Color version... I don't I don't remember if in the the first one they have it, but in, at least Erdrick has a shield later. So I think I think it's in the Game Boy Color version of the first one, though. So he actually has a shield. But in this game, he doesn't. Silver Shield is the best shield. So um, go back to Facebook. We have Greg Polander. He says he's got a, he's got three here. It's all in the wrist. That is defeat the Dragon Lord at level 19 or lower. Critical oh, failure. Go. Defeat the green dragon guarding the princess, the golem guarding the town, or the dragon lord without a critical hit. And Greg, last, he says, maxing out in life. Reach the game's max level of 30. There you go. Hey, something, one, one, other thing we, one other thing we didn't talk about in the game, that it just we're talking about leveling up and hitting max level 30 and level 19 all this stuff. The game's leveling system is the like the curve is 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 nonsense it doesn't make any sense like it's not exponential where you need to get more and more experience as you go it doesn't it's not linear it doesn't go in a straight line you just you don't gain the same amount each time it's like a wavy line of nonsense and that plateaus at some point and just look it up people i i was curious and i looked it up it, it doesn't make any sense but anyways So uh, we got through Greg's. Um, Chris Murray says double dare, and that is be defeated by slime. I like that. Oh, I get it. Uh, uh, clever. Chris, yeah, clever. double dare. Yeah. Gabe Van Gilder has several here, so the rest are going to be from Gabe. Okay, uh, Gabe. My hero saved the princess by defeating the dragon. We are in the money. Farm gold golems for time. Be the hero. Tell Dragon Lord to 
stuff it and defeat him. <laughs> okay. Um, the Thug's Life tells Dragon Lord he will join his evil army. Mercury Blues kill a metal slime for the first time. Uh, it's clever, Gabe. Yeah, that's that tough. is it. There's some good yeah. ones. It's cool. Like, uh, it's cool that the metal slime gives you so much experience. It's a, like a really rare drop too. Like, you know, you, you don't really see it very often, but it's a kind of a running tradition in later games uh, too. But you always want to find where the metal slime is and try to get them. It's not very farmable in this game, but um, yeah, it's it's good because it gives you a lot of drop. Also, the gold golems are kind of like the metal slime equivalent for gold. So that's um, it's, a, it's a neat mechanic. They're kind of it's just kind of something you wouldn't know. You just kind of have to figure out. So they kind of give you cool, some cool stuff. They give you a couple enemies that you can farm, right? It's kind of cool. Right, but they're super rare. So it's just, well, the gold golem is a little more common, but like the the metal slime is is pretty rare. So it's just like, and and he always runs away, and it's like he takes like four hits or so. I don't know if it's exactly that in this game, but in other games he'll take like three or four hits because you can only do like one damage to him every time you actually hit. So. Because um, he's got such high defense, and in later games they give you like metal slash and stuff, so you can do like two damage to him instead of just one. So yeah, it's interesting. All right, do you guys want to give this one a rating? Sure. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. Oh, died. Requiem. All right. How do you guys want to? <laughs> how do you want to rate this one? I, I got one, but I think it's uh, too probably too on the nose or whatever, like you guys say. Okay, let's 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 hear it. We'll see. We'll make that determination. Like a like a dragon character, like yeah. any dragon from something else. Too on the nose. I got one. Right. I got a, I got a better Go for one. It. A flavor of pudding. I like it. Okay. <laughs> what flavors of pudding are there? <laughs> any, but just about anything you can think of, honestly. I got it. Okay. Go ahead, Justin. I'm going to go with vanilla because it's just it's the classic. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's kind of always there to, to be uh, enjoyed. Uh, not necessarily the finest product as the NES version of this is not the finest product uh, game. But uh, still, it's the classic and it's enjoyable. Okay. The yeah, most was, vanilla RPG there is. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go with uh, I was gonna go with the same reasoning, uh, but actually I had a different flavor in mind. To me, the quintessential, like, most basic pudding flavor is chocolate. It's like you're gonna get chocolate pudding, right? And so, for similar mm-hmm. reasons, I think that that's if you're thinking about pudding, you can get elaborate. You can go elaborate with your pudding, but if you're thinking, if I'm thinking like the most basic pudding. The first pudding I think of, the pudding that kind of started it all for me, is chocolate pudding. So, okay. Yeah, that's kind of how that's how I would rate this game, chocolate. See, now you guys took the the classic pudding. So now, now I don't I, I don't know any of the other ones. So what's there's, uh? Well, there's <laughs> there's tapi- tapioca. There's banana. There's butterscotch. There's uh, oh yeah, butterscotch pudding's really good. Um, actually, I could go for some butterscotch pudding right now. It may be after midnight here, but I can still eat some butterscotch pudding. Right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with uh, banana because I like bananas. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know if I'd necessarily go for them in a pudding 
But, you know, it'd be worth a shot, I guess. And I assume that's like, since you named it in the first like six puddings you could think of, I'm assuming it's kind of a classic like staple pudding in a, in a sense. Uh, but it's a little, it's a little different, you know, and, and a little, I don't know, maybe or maybe, maybe like a tapioca or something. Maybe that's a little antiquated or like you know nobody really cares about those flavors anymore. I don't know, whichever you know, like so one of those that would um would represent that, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> okay, not sorry. really a pudding guy. More of a Jello if I'm gonna have something like that, but okay. like that's fair. Are you from the? So you're from like the Midwest area, right? Yeah. Okay. So the reason banana pudding came up first and foremost in the back of my mind is because that's like a a staple in the South, especially during the summer. Oh, okay. Is eating banana pudding? Of well, course, there you go. It, we make it a little bit more elaborate um, than just pudding, but yeah. Well, we're we're talking base banana pudding yeah, we're talking- here because. Because uh, that's what this game is. It's the the base, you know, RPG, and that's what uh, that's what you get. You get you get the the classic original with all of its flaws and all of its good things too. So I kind of liked your. You I kind of liked your. Um, kind of liked your tapioca idea of it being antiquated. Like people don't really eat that much anymore. It right, like that's like such a flavor that just. What do you? What's a tapioca other than pudding these days? Like, I'm sure that used to be a flavor in a lot of things, but it just just doesn't feel like a flavor that's really around anymore. You know what I mean? That's not a pudding, so I don't know. Maybe that's a good one then. Go with that. I'm not even sure I could think of what tapioca is right now. No, me either. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, that sounds good. All right, uh, let's see if we got any feedback from the listeners. It's time for D-Patter feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. Hey, we leveled up. Were we level two uh, now or level three? Yeah. <laughs> We've got quite a bit of feedback on the, the Facebook page. Um, starting us off, Joe Copel. Um Amazing. Amazing, very grindy. I'm currently playing through a modern version of this on the Switch. It feels less grindy in counters. I'm sure uh, we're at least cut in half. Overall, super fun game. Peter Martin says, I absolutely love this game. The music was great, especially when encountering an enemy. My favorite was fighting with <clears throat> against the gold man. As others will say, this game defined the grind. But I always enjoyed playing it. Uh, Tyler Jones says, uh, foundational for generations of fantasy games. Greg Polander says, I'm actually playing the iPhone now. This is a classic game that I came out 11 for doing a subscription to Nintendo Power. And this got me started on JRPGs that that were to come, such as Final Fantasy. It's a very simple game by today's standards, but I still love the DQ. And the SNES version of the game uh, to come do help as it doubles the XP and gold you get from the victories. Um, great, Gabe Van Gelder says, best game ever. And he also said, I have played the NES version and phone version. Love both versions. Would love a modern remake. Um, I currently own Dragon Quest 1 through 3 on Switch. Not bragging much. I own <laughs> most right. of the yeah. franchise except X that never made made it to the America yet. 
so many spinoff games, though. I only own a few of them. Aaron uh, Thompson says, grind, grind, grind. I remember really liking this one when I was a kid. I tried it again a couple years ago. I just couldn't do it. Way too many random encounters with slimes. And grinding just isn't my gig in video games anymore. Adam Joel says, I played the mobile part port uh, of this about seven years ago. And it was the first JRPG where I actually dug the grind. It's up there with the original Fantasy Star as a super tight, no-filler RPG. I think it's only 10 hours long. This is the one that made me a big Dragon Quest fan. Wow, they and released Aiden that seven Ron- years ago. That's, uh, that makes me feel old. I remember playing that <laughs> like when it came out. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Hey, uh, Aiden Rogers rounds us out with gotta place a grind on the Got to place A, grind on the way there, go back to town, go back to place B, grind on the way there, go back to town, go to place C. It sucks. That is, well, Aiden, appreciate the feedback, but I think you're in the minority here. I think everybody else gave uh, positive feedback. That's actually kind of surprising, like that most people are very positive on it, you know, like. I feel like this one especially is like one people like to dunk on a lot. Uh, even in the Dragon Quest fandom, one is like one of the like least liked ones or whatnot. But I think it's, you know, I think it's important. So I don't know. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of nostalgia tied to this game, especially within our group, right? Aiden may, yeah. my gut tells me Aiden probably just played this game later after he had played other you know, more modern RPGs, right? Because this game, this game would be really tough. Yeah. If you if you played other more modern ones and then went back to this one and didn't take into account the nostalgia or the context of it, it does kind of. I mean, honestly, I could kind of understand somebody thinking it kind of sucks. Definitely, yeah. it's very basic, and that's why a lot of people say like it's it's really hard to go back to, and I get that, but it's just like this is where it all started, you know. So it's. Kind of like the first Zelda, like to me, that's a classic game. That's like, that's that is my favorite NES game. But it's like you know, uh, people can go back and just think it's very antiquated, and and I get it. But you know, like at the same token, I'm like, but it's it's a classic. It's very foundational. You know, wouldn't have Breath of the Wild without that first Zelda. You know, so. Yep. Okay, I got a couple of voicemails. If you guys are interested. Yeah. All right. Here's the first one. Yes, this is uh, my call again, and I will continue to wear the title of Dude Bag with pride. Um, but I feel ashamed that I thought that uh, your next game was going to be a Mega Man game. I don't know how I screwed that up. Uh, I need to clean the wax out of my ears, I guess. Uh, whenever I saw the name of the game Starship Hector, I was like, what game is this? Uh Actually, it doesn't sound like a bad game, but uh, I'm going to be 40 this year. I don't think I even want to try to play something like that. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's probably about all I've got. Oh, uh, all right. So, you guys were talking about um, playing Mega Man games as for the good episodes. Here's the thing, guys. Sometimes the games that are a dirty dog make for the best episodes. So, here's just a recommendation for sometimes. Just sometimes. Phantom Fighter. This game has 
poor, I mean, terrible control to the point that it's hilarious. And there are some just quotes that'll just make you roll on the floor laughing if you can put up with the with the terrible gameplay. It it's kind of like um, oh you know you see a one le- one eyed three legged dog and you say it's so ugly it's cute but you kind of feel pity for it. Uh, that's that's kind of kind of what Phantom Fighter is. It is the ugly dirty dog that you just can't help but look at it and say you know. I guess I guess it's not that bad. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got. Uh, you guys are doing great. Uh, have a good day. Bye. Alright, thank you, yeah. dude bag. I will say um, that uh, Phantom Fighter. You said Phantom. I think you said Phantom Fighter. I, I used to I used to own that game. Don't think I own it anymore. Maybe I do, but I, I owned it when I was younger, like a kid, and that was a game that I played a lot. Uh, so I would probably have a lot to say about that one. That may be a good one for an episode. And Mike, uh, it sounds like you may be volunteering to uh, join us on that one, uh, potentially. To uh, sounds like you got a lot to say about it. So, all right, me. Maybe, maybe we can make that. Um, <clears throat> all right, and I got one more voicemail. This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens. But uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like probably top oh. ten. Oh, okay. Again, he goes with it. He's, his top ten is Loves his like, NES a, game. like 100 games long now, and they're all NES games. All right. So we actually didn't get to my tangents. So I guess next episode maybe we'll get to some of my tangents. I was wondering. Yeah. Just, I, I had several things to discuss. I, I was going to talk about Poison Ivy. Uh, the boy has done a few new things that would have been really funny to talk about. So we'll, we'll save it. Uh, save it for next time because we are we have filled this one up with uh, – Oh, I can have talk. So, um, Jay Z, tell everybody uh, you still do your YouTube show. You can tell everybody how definitely how they can uh, find you and watch some of your videos. Yeah, it's uh, Jay Z NES. Just spell it out, Jay Z NES. It's on on YouTube. Uh, I do just kind of reviews of all the games that I'm beating. You know, that's are that are in my backlog. So. Um, the occasional NES review. Uh, I've reviewed all the Dragon Quest games up until Dragon Quest Six on there, so go check those out. There's some other spin-off games in there that I've reviewed. Um, right now, currently, I'm doing every Zelda game, and uh, I took a little break from that to do a few of the Mario RPGs, so um, I just did Paper Mario, and the next one's going to be Superstar Saga, and then uh, probably take a break and do Twilight Princess, which is the next Zelda game I got to do. But uh, then I'm then I'm going to do uh, Thousand Year Door Paper Mario after that. So uh, I'm trying to beat all the Zelda games again. I've already beat them all uh, except for Spirit Tracks before, but I'm trying to do them again uh, to kind of lead up to Breath of the Wild 2. That way, you know, um, I'm refreshed on everything and I've reviewed them all and uh you know, just be up to date on everything. Be, be good. Be, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I done up until Twilight Princess. I did the first one. You know, Zelda Two, Link's Awakening, Ocarina, Majora's Mask, uh, Wind Waker. I did a while ago. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't do that like this time around. But I did that before. And then I did the two Oracle games and Link to the Past. I forgot about. Uh, but yeah. So. 
Twilight Princess is next. And uh, Superstar oh. Saga. So, yeah. Cool. So Jay-Z right. NES. Check it out. And that is, that's like, it's not like Jay-Z, like the, the rapper, like you might think. It's, it's just <laughs> no, like just, the letter J. Just the letters, the letters, yeah. The letter Z. It's, that's my initials. So I, I, it was my initials. I mean, I'm sure the guy was around before. I don't know. He, maybe he was the first Jay-Z, but I'm the, the Jay-Z that's relevant, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> At least to this podcast, so. All right, so you can uh, shout out to uh, the Wee Dude, the Nico's 8-Bit Stereo on YouTube. Um, he's the one that helps us. Well, he doesn't help us directly, but he helps himself and puts it on YouTube, and we uh, steal it from him, although he said we could. Uh, he, the jingles and things, like the, the segment transitions and stuff, that's where we get a lot of that. Um, shout out to the Fox Dude for our awesome logo. And shout out to the Bit Brothers, those rascally Genesis gems. <laughs> and uh, we have a Patreon. If you so choose to join us over there, that's uh, Bit Bros. I think it's patreon.com slash Bit Bros. Uh, and actually, Nick and Aaron finally did something for the, for the show, uh, for this network, and uh, recorded a, um, a exclusive on. Elden Ring. So if you're curious about the Bit Bros thoughts on that very modern game, then uh, go check that out. That's on Patreon. And all you gotta do is uh, donate a dollar. I think you get to listen to Nick and Aaron yeah. ramble on for a couple hours about uh, Elden Ring. I don't know who <laughs> I don't know who would want to do that, but you're more than welcome. Uh, and then that's it. I think where do they where can they find us, Justin? Well, the best place to find us is, of course, on uh, Facebook with the Bit Brothers Retro Gaming Community there. Get there, get on there, and interact with like-minded people like games. Um, and, of course, what we'd like for you to do, and uh, the shining example of that is uh, Jay-Z himself, and that is give us a call and we'll play your voicemail unedited on the podcast but please make sure it's family friendly that's right um do you know the number off the top of your head jay-z uh yeah it's seven seven five seven retro one or seven seven five or seven seven three eighty seven sixty one right yep you nailed it that's it there it is i, I listen you know it's the episodes it's like a, it's, it's catchy i get it in my head anyway that was the idea. Right. Yep. Also, right. I, I should, we should we should, don't. I mean, don't uh, don't count out Nick Stevens. He's also a shining example. Calls in every episode. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, all right. He really well, likes the games you guys play. He does. He does. He does. All Not right. very picky. Well, thanks for joining us, Jay Z. Yeah, thanks for oh, coming yeah. on. It's been great. I think yeah, uh, a I lot think of fun. This episode would have been much different without you. It would have been about yes, half as long and filled with nothing but tangents. Right. That's why I got to be here to to help you guys out. You know, you need the super fan. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Here comes the music for right. the next game. And um, yeah, catch you next time.